welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show we have Tim Krause, who is the co-founder of Mammoth Creameries, a keto frozen custard company. Tim got his start working in software, which makes for a great origin story. So with that, I'll say thanks so much for joining us today, Tim. Hey, Matt. Yeah, super stoked to be here. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me, man. I'm very excited. So let's kick it off with that unique backstory. How and why did you make the shift from a successful software career to founding a frozen custard company? Yeah, man, it's a, it's a fair question, I think. And I think uh, to answer that question, I actually got to take another step back and just kind of share that, you know, growing up, you know, I'm pretty sure nobody, or at least not me, you know, I did not grow up thinking it's like, yes, I'm going to work in software. That is my, that is my goal in life. Uh, but, you know, things like that happened and I ended up in software and, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really know even how to explain it. Like, you know, I got into software, not wanting to do it, but ended up being pretty successful, you know, not, not really sure why, but, you know, it was like that whole attitude of, you know, just work hard and, you know, just, just don't sink. Just as long as you can stay afloat, work hard, you'll be okay. Anyways, so, you know, moving forward, you know, did that for a long time and, you know, extremely successful and it, but the whole time I was in software, you know, I just, there was never a time where I would get off work and get home and look at my wife and say, man, I really love what I'm doing. I mean, this is awesome. I really, really changed some lives today. And, you know, after, I guess I was in software for 10 years or maybe a little longer, you know, it just got to the point where it just, I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, the conversations I was having, the, the internal politics of the company I was working for, it was just terrible. You know, I went to work every single day, just like, when can I get out of here? And, you know, it just kind of got to the point where, I mean, you know, I'll be fully transparent. You know, I, uh, I, you know, I'd been acquired, our company had been acquired a couple of times and I was able to, you know, just through acquisition work myself way, way up in that last company I was working for. And, uh, you know, so it's not even about having a boss anymore. You know, you just have people at the same level that you have conversations with and I would talk to them and it was just so painful. These guys, you know, were just like, you know, super conservative about to retire type of software guys. And, you know, I was, shit, I was like, you know, 30 years old, ready to change the world. And, uh, you know, I just got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have no idea what I'm going to do, but it's not going to be software. And, uh, you know, I just quit. I just quit. And uh, I came home and my wife was like, yeah, how's work? And I was like, Oof, well, here's the deal. So not working, not working anymore. And uh, I don't know, what, what should we do? And uh, it wasn't even actually my idea to start this ice cream company, this custard company. It was 100% my wife, right? Like I'm definitely not smart enough to have such an amazing idea. And the way it happened is you know, I'm, a, I'm a type one diabetic. So nutrition is super important. To, to us as a family and me as an individual, especially. And, uh, you know, I was just, she, she just always, my, my wife was just always trying to kind of, you know, I guess, optimize the way that we eat in order to stay healthy and in order to meet my nutritional needs as a type one diabetic. And the one thing that was lacking was, a uh, you know, was dessert. And uh, out of all desserts out there, you know, it was specifically ice cream, you know, I'm an ice cream lover all my life. And it's just, you know, something that's always been around in our house. And, uh, you know, after the diagnosis of diabetes, we're kind of like, well, you know, now we got to kind of think about the ice cream that we eat. And she's like, you know what, don't worry about it. I'll just make ice cream. That's, uh, 
you know, it doesn't have any sugar. And, uh, you know, at first it's like, okay, well, that doesn't exist at retail anywhere. So, so it's probably not possible. Well, you know, she, uh, she made it and uh, it was amazing. And uh, at that time, you know, we were not planning on starting a company, you know, we're just kind of doing it for family and friends and more and more people were getting a hold of the ice cream. And, uh, you know, it just got to a point where she came up to me and says, Hey, I'm going to start this company and you can join me or you don't, but this is what I'm doing. And I was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know. Let me think about it. Well, the next day she started the company. And at that point it was kind of like, Oh, Shit, you know, I missed the train. Like I had to ask her at this point. I had to like apply for a job, and lucky enough, she she took me on, and uh, that's how we got here today. So ice cream is exceptionally competitive. A stroll down the freezer aisle at a grocery store would would definitely tell anybody that. How did you and your wife think about attempting to break into an industry that is just dominated by massive global brands? Yeah, man, and uh, definitely definitely scary uh scary section in in the grocery store when it comes to you know starting a new new company and launching it a you know something new so the way we kind of approach it so we looked at the ice cream set and if you can just you know close your eyes and imagine you know any ice cream set in any store in any town usa you know i mean it's it's not very interesting you know you got your big players like you said and you know, you know, like every time you go to buy ice cream, you kind of know what to expect. You know, there's always a couple outliers, but, you know, for the most part, you know what to expect. And so when we thought about, you know, taking our product to retail, we're like, well, why would somebody buy our product over, you know, like this Ben and Jerry's pint, you know, that's been there for, you know, Ben and Jerry's been there for who knows how many years. And that's what people know. That's what people love. And we're like, well, we're just going to do something so outrageously different. And so that's kind of what we, you know, put a lot of faith in really it's just like being different and at the time when we first launched at retail we were the very first keto ice cream keto frozen custard at retail in the in the entire you know usa potentially the world and and so you know that's kind of how we approached it you know we just you know took the fight to the big guys we're like yeah you know you guys are doing what you're doing and you've done it for a long time but it's not good for you and here, you know, here we are. And so we kind of just started carving out like tiny spaces in these very, like you said, competitive sets. And, you know, the consumer votes with their dollar. And all of a sudden, you know, the consumer was going to the store and, you know, whatever company it is, you know, start, they, they wouldn't buy their usual anymore. They're like, hey, Mammoth Cream Race, we've tried this. This is amazing. This is who we want to support. And yeah, so that's how it kind of started. What do you personally believe are leadership skills that are exceptionally vital when starting a new company? And I guess as a follow-up to that, what do you wish you knew before starting out on this path? Oh man, yeah, yeah. As far as some some qualities go, and you know, and this is to to me and you know to this company specific, but it's like you know, I mean, you can become a leader within a company that's established, and I'm sure there's you know one set of principles and values that work really well but in a company like mammoth that we i mean we bootstrapped started from scratch i mean you just gotta have the right attitude right there's a lot of people look at you as you know the leader the ceo whatever and they look at you you know it's like oh my god you know that's the boss like there's a certain way you have to talk to the boss there's a certain way you communicate with the boss and there are certain things the boss does and this boss doesn't do but i i think that especially for mammoth that's just all of that is a bunch of noise, you know, like 
yes, I'll have meetings with our investors and I make decisions that, you know, impact the company directly, but I also go to our warehouse and they'll fulfill, you know, online orders. Like it's just got to have a mindset of just doing whatever it takes to, to win, I think. You, you talk openly on your website about your family, and I'm going to quote, and it says, a family of six with two teenagers, two youngsters, and it is important to have healthy options available. I kind of want to ask a question about that. How do you balance your professional and your personal responsibilities as a leader? Yeah, great question. And, you know, I don't know if I have an answer to it because we're still trying to figure it out. But uh, I think what it is, man, is... Uh, you know, we started, you know, part of starting this company is also like, hey, you know, I've worked in corporate America for so many years. And, you know, even though you might be making what some people consider, you know, a good amount of money, really what they're paying you for, it's not so much your skills, it's for your time away from your family, which, you know, I was gone all the time. So when we started this company, you know, immediately, like the first thing we said is like, family goes first, either we can incorporate our family into this business or we're not going to do it. And so what that means is, you know, we wake up every day ready to crush the day and get, get to work. But, you know, I, you know, I take my kids to school every single day. I, I don't care what meeting there is. It, my priority is to, you know, to take the kids to school. And then my second priority is to pick them up from school. They're just things that I've told myself I'm not going to miss out anymore. And I make those my absolute priorities. And then the rest kind of falls, you know, into place around that without really me having much to do. And, you know, society at this point has actually gotten really good at, you know, they, a lot of people we work with, they understand that. So if they're like, hey, man, can we have this eight o'clock meeting? I'm like, uh, nope, sorry, we can't. You know, I got to take my kid to school, but I can do 815. And, you know, and everybody we work with is totally understanding. And, and that's how we kind of balance it, right? So family first and the rest kind of falls in around that. Hmm. What do we on the outside not understand about your industry? What would surprise us about what it takes and what takes up your time when it comes to getting ice cream in the hands of hungry customers? Man, I don't even, I mean, ice cream is, you know, when you look at ice cream as a consumer, it's this, I don't know, it's just this awesome thing, nostalgic thing. And, you know, anybody that eats ice cream at any point throughout their life or day is like, there's always something that you can connect it to right like if you eat ice cream as a kid you connect it to hey i ate this ice cream at this you know at my house during this time and here's a memory and then you know as an adult you eat ice cream you're like oh man when i was a kid i used to eat this ice cream and you know we'd be out at grandma's house or, or whatever so but but the reality the ice cream business is behind the scenes is pretty intense man it is a a business where where money rules where big corporations will do whatever they can to destroy the little guy and it's uh yeah it's it's cutthroat really and then you would have never assumed that looking at what ice cream stands for because it stands for fun family love whatever right but it's uh behind the scenes it's completely different hmm. you talked a little bit about organization and structuring your day and the family balance do you have any other tips and tricks as a leader for how you kind of organize your day for maximum productivity or what are the types of maybe changes you've made over the years that have made you a more efficient leader when it comes to time management? For sure. Right. So, you know, there, there really haven't been any changes per se, right? There's things that I do every day and I still do them. I did them before Mammoth and I do them now. For example, I wake up at 5 a.m., 
you know, when I was in software, I wake up at 5 a.m. now that we're running Mammoth. And, you know, I start my day by waking up at 5 and crushing a workout. If that's a, a two-hour run, if that's, you know, 90 minutes on the bike, an hour in the gym, it doesn't matter. Like, these things happen every single day. And that's, you know, that's kind of that, you have that routine. And, you know, for me, as long as I stick to that, and, you know, there's definitely flexibility there, but as long as I stick to some of that, that kind of just, you know, allows me to do all the things that I want to do in the way I want to do them, but also get to work, you know, by, by 8 a.m. and just be, be just ready to crush because, you know, your heart rate's going, you know, your kids are at school, like you've done all the little things that are important to you and then you get to go to work and, you know, getting to, getting to go to work at Mammoth is just a very special thing. So it's not just like, you know, walking into another job and like, yeah, here we go. Let's, you know, let's start the grind. You know, you go to Mammoth and it's exciting. It's super motivating. It's, it's just awesome. What do we on the outside who don't work directly with our spouse or our partner or a family member not understand about what it takes to be successful in that type of, we'll say, intimate working relationship? Yeah, yeah man, it is, uh, well, and, and Susan might have a different opinion, but it is, it's definitely difficult, right? So Sue and I, we're, we have a family together, we work together, we obviously live together, I mean, everything we do, we do together. I think I spend, you know, more time with Susan on a day per day basis than anybody in my life ever. And so, you know, I mean, and, and we're both very passionate type A personalities. So, you know, there are definitely times to get interesting because you just, you know, you can't really get away from each other. So, you know, the, the, the passion is high, you know, we, we risk everything to get to this point. So it's a, uh, you know, it's not all, oh my God, you work with your husband, you work with your wife, all love and butterflies. You know, it, it gets kind of crazy at times, I guess. So, you know, if, if there's one thing you didn't know is it, it's not easy and tempers flare sometimes. <laughs> You've talked openly about crushing it on this show so far. And that's definitely something that comes out in the blog that you guys have on your website. And one of the blog posts is entitled, running my first 100 mile race, which to be totally honest, made me exhausted just reading. So can you tell our listeners about that adventure? Man, absolutely. So, so running is something I've done for, for a long time and I, I love it. You know, that's, that's what I do. If people like, besides work and family, what do you do? I said, I'm, I'm a runner. And, and the 100 mile distance, you know, I, I came up with that idea about five or six years ago, where I was like, you know, I really want to run a hundred mile race. And I don't really know why it was that distance. It was just, you know, that's, that's just what I want to do. And, and, you know, the kind of lifestyle that we, that we live and have been living kind of just supports these crazy ideas, right? Where we're like, we're really focused on nutrition. We're really focused on, you know, on well-being and exercise. And so I'm like, you know, I kind of wanted to show myself and, and everybody else is like, listen, yes, I'm a type one diabetic. Yes, we're doing all these crazy things, but you know it's it's not that big of a stretch to get that done that hundred miler because it's really how our our lives kind of already align with that type of mindset where you know you go big or you go home you know it's it's one of those things right it's like the hundred miler relates to mammoth in many ways like you can start the hundred miler and you can finish and that's great or you start the hundred miler and you, you drop out at mile 98, you know, at the end of the day, either you did it or you didn't. That's kind of like the same thing with Mammoth, you know, either Mammoth is going to succeed or it's not. There's really no in between. And that's the mindset 
that we have here. And we go out and every day, you know, like the company slogan is crush town. Everything we do, we go after that, just crushing it. We just want to perform at our very best every single day, every minute of the day. And, and everything, anything else is really, not that it's not acceptable within this company, it's just not the mindset. Everybody that's involved at Mammoth is a very you know, competitive, driven person that wants to win. And, and yeah, and so that 100 miler was just, you know, just part of the day-to-day, -day, really. Hmm. Well, that inspirational place is a great spot to end the conversation and shift to our final two rapid fire questions that we ask all of our guests. And the first one is this, Tim, if you could describe your leadership style in one word, what would that word be? Yeah, man. And I've mentioned it before and I'll tell you, and this is a, a little, I guess, maybe not normal, but the leadership style, I think is, you know, I'll use the word again, is, is just a crush town leadership style high expectations and and just no room for excuses right expectation is you perform at your best or you don't perform at your all so that's that's what i would use and the final rapid fire question is this what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received man so this is a yeah there's a little story to that actually so i, I remember perfectly i was in an elevator i was going to university in hawaii i was in an elevator with a with a guy and the elevator got stuck and i didn't know who the guy was you know i was 20 years old this guy was an older guy and you know we're in the elevator waiting to get rescued and uh you know we get to talking he's like yeah I'm a, I'm a motivational speaker and i was kind of like at the time you know 20 years old i was like oh god here we go but you know the, the thing he told me and at the time it didn't really mean anything but he says hey man never settle and always approach things with a good is not good enough if it can be better and better is not good enough if it can be best attitude and again at the time i was kind of like okay dude cool thanks but you know as i kind of got older and i you know a little bit more mature in my thinking i was like oh my god that is you know that piece of advice is is the way i approach every day like you just don't settle right you and and there's no way that you can ever be maxed out and I mean there's always an opportunity to be better and if that's in life if that's in business it doesn't matter just never settle for you know for not being 100%. So that's how we approach everything. Well, Tim, you are the first person to give us advice from being stuck in an elevator. So I really appreciate <laughs> Where can our listeners find out more about you? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, mammothcreameries.com is a, is a great resource. You know, it's not just product related, but it's also lifestyle related and, and keto specific related. So if you're not familiar with what it is, you know, maybe go have a, have a look. There's some really good uh, articles on what is keto, why is it good for you? why you should ditch the sugar. Um, and, and then, you know, follow us on uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, you know, we're, we're pretty good about regularly posting stuff that are relevant to, to ice cream, but also just to a healthy lifestyle. So I think those are probably the, the three best or the two best sources there are. Well, thank you for all the great insight and thanks to all our great listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. And we truly appreciate it when you share our show with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer. You can find our show on Instagram at Learn to Lead Podcast. And you can find our organization Ability at Ability.com. Be sure to subscribe so that you get our next episode. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead podcast.